0: Sustaining and finishing drives, third down offense, and limiting IU running back Jalen Lucas. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're talking about the three keys to victory for the Louisville Cardinals against the Indiana Hoosiers. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Global the Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. We are getting closer and closer to the week three matchup between the Louisville Cardinals and the Indiana Hoosiers. We're going to talk about the three keys to victory for the Cardinals in this matchup, sustaining and finishing drives on offense, converting on third down and then defensively limiting IU running back Jalen Lucas will be critical for the Cardinals success. So before we talk about sustaining and finishing drives, I want to talk about the matchup um, as a whole here for a moment. This is a very interesting situation because week three, we've had two games of film to kind of go back and look at and, one game for each team was against a team that they should have and did beat pretty handily. Louisville with Murray state, Indiana with Indiana state. Now week one is where you start to look at, um, you know, how good these teams actually are. Louisville had to come from a 15 point deficit to defeat Georgia tech. They did so 39 to 34. And then Indiana lost in the season opener to Ohio state by 20 points. So, This is a matchup that, by all means, I think Louisville should win. I mean, they're favored by 10 points. A lot of people have predicted them to win this game. Um, The ESPN analytics team has Louisville as a 75% chance to win this game. But I will caution Cardinals fans to come into this game extremely confident. Now, that's not to say that Louisville couldn't win this game in a blowout I'm not saying that whatsoever I think that it's really hard to tell number one how good this Indiana team is but also number two where the Cardinals are in their improvements that we talked about after week one because like we mentioned you can't really analyze week two all that much because it's a team that you were favored to win by over 40 points against so um I feel like I had to say that in a sense of I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, what going to beat the brakes off of Indiana? Could that happen? Well, of course it could happen. I I think there's a possibility if everything goes right for Louisville and if they handle business like they should. However, I I think we will be severely under rating this Indiana team because I do think that there is some solid parts of this team that really could give Louisville fits, but we're going to talk about how, Louisville ensures that that does not happen. Sustaining and finishing drives is number one for me. I think one thing that could spell an upset for the Cardinals is Louisville's offense stalling early on in drives, not getting past midfield, losing the field position battle, um, and then allowing Indiana to try to Um, essentially assert their tempo on the game and slow this Louisville offense down. Look, I think that if this gets to a situation where Louisville scores a lot of points like they've done in the first couple of weeks, as long as the defense doesn't just have an absolute debacle like they did in the second quarter of that Georgia Tech game, more often than not, the Cardinals are going to come out victorious. I mean, if you look at what Louisville has done through the first two weeks of the season, now granted, statistically speaking, you have to understand that The Murray State game where there was almost 700 yards of total offense do factor into these statistics, but to play the devil's advocate, other teams, other Power 5 teams have played FCS teams as well, um, group of five teams, so on and so forth. Louisville is top 10 in a handful of offensive metrics. They're fourth in total offense, 582 yards a game. And, I mean, granted, they scored 39 points against Georgia Tech and um, had a pretty solid Offensive game in that contest, at least statistically speaking, um, they're fifth in yards per play. That's eight point one four. Thirteenth uh, in scoring offense. They're averaging just under fifty points per game. Um, third in rushing yards, twenty or two hundred eighty-five point five. A lot of that can be contributed to or attributed to Jawar Jordan's big time runs. They're third in the country in rushing attempts. Um, first in red zone um, percentage, which is actually pretty interesting. It's to say that they've at least hit field goals. Now, granted, when we talk about finishing drives, it's critical that Louisville finds the end zone more often than not. I mean, field goals are better than the alternative, which will be turning the ball over and having zero points. But at the same time, I think that it's very, very critical that the Cardinals need to um, find the end zone here, something that they really couldn't do in that first quarter against Georgia Tech. And they struggle with overall in the first half. Um, eighth in the country in quarterback protection. They've only allowed half of a sack. Second in the country in tackles for loss allowed with two. So offensive line play has been sort of an unsung hero for this offensive unit. I think that if Louisville's offense has a day that um, is comparable to what we've seen the first two games, to where they're scoring, you know, over what? 30 points in this game. Look, I think that this is going to be the best defense that they played so far in the first couple of weeks. Really, it it comes down to Georgia Tech and Indiana. Um, Indiana is no slouch. I think that, yeah, you can look at the Indiana State game and say that it is skewed statistics and that Ohio State game, poor quarterback play, the the offense as a whole wasn't really all that great. But you do have to give credit to the Indiana defense because um, they've been pretty, pretty solid. Um, overall, they only allowed, what, seven points to uh, the Sycamores and 23 to Ohio State. Whether you want to say that that is Ohio State's doing or Indiana's doing, I think it's right there in the middle. I think it's a healthy medium to where you give credit to both sides. So, overall, um, you look at kind of what they've done defensively. Nothing's really going to truly jump off the page except for total defense. They're allowing about 237 yards per game. Uh, they're also just outside the top 10 in passing defense, so 129 yards per game. There, That's 11th in the country, and just kind of looking throughout, that, that's pretty much where they're at. Um, very, very good punting team as well, so we talk about the uh, field position battle being critical. I do believe it's critical here. The passing defense for Indiana is not bad. I think that sustaining and finishing drives. Also, we'll talk about third down offense. I think, honestly, that kind of um, goes hand in hand here. But I think third down offense is so critical that we're going to have literally its own segment regarding this. But in this particular segment, I think that it's critical that the chemistry between Jack Plummer and the receiving core is on point in this game. That's going to go a long way for the Cardinals offense. I think that the rushing attack is going to be sort of the staple identity of this team in the first At least the first half here, um, I could see situations to where um, they're really relying heavily upon the run, whether that's because it's working or whether that's because Jack Plummer has been struggling here and there. I think that Plummer had a better game against Murray State, but it's still pretty obvious that the timing has to get better. Braum said that In practice this past week, they're going to speed practice up to get Plummer sort of acclimated with a better speed that they're comfortable with and putting him in a situation to where, you know, he starts to improve. Now, granted, I think he's going to continue to improve as the season goes along. But this is a key game for Jack Plummer um, in week three because week one you didn't have the greatest performance, uh, but it was week one. Week two, eh, it's Murray State, so not many people are going to look at it considering that the Cardinals won 56-0. Now you're in the third week. You're playing Indiana, a team that you're favored by double digits against as of Friday evening, and I think that there is an urgency for him to be pretty good tomorrow or pretty good on Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. There is a lot of emphasis on his level of play. If the rushing attack is great, that's fantastic, but all eyes are on Jack Plummer in this game, especially from Louisville fans, because, um, you know, we're in a situation now to where you're getting further into the season. And pretty soon you're going to have that stretch with Notre Dame, NC state, Duke and Pittsburgh that you're going to have to have all hands on deck. And Jack Plummer has to be playing well. So, um, I'm going to look for the timing in this specific game to see how uh, the timing is down with Plummer and the receivers because there's no doubt that the receiving core creates separation almost with ease. I mean, Jamari Thrash, Kevin Coleman Jr., Amari Huggins, Bruce, Chris Bell, you name it, the receivers have done a great job of opening up the field and creating that separation and mismatches. But Plummer mm-hmm. has had some issues with getting them the ball in timely manner. Sometimes the throws have been on. However, they're just late. So we'll see how he plays. It's going to be critical for him to play well to sustain and finish drives. If you put points up on this Indiana team, their offense has struggled here and there. We'll see how the the Hoosiers can respond. So like I mentioned, third down offense is critical. Louisville has been very bad at converting on third down this season. We're going to talk about why that is a key to the game here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Uh, Create your profile. Add your job to the profile with the purple hashtag hiring frame to spread the word that you're hiring. You get simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience because, look, Creating that positive impact is huge. Adding that right team member is huge. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey Cardinal fans. College football season is here, obviously. And this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and also go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. So continuing to talk about some of the keys of the game for Louisville, um, staying with the offense, we talked about why it's critical that this offense sustains and finishes drives from a scoring aspect, putting points up on the board, forcing the Indiana offense to go score for score, not allowing the Hoosiers to create and implement their own tempo on this game. Um, Another thing is third down offense has to be better. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Louisville's third down offense has been at the very best this season pedestrian. And realistically speaking, it has been hashtag not good. Um, You look at what they've done third down this season, they're only converting on 22.7% Of their third downs. That's good for 129th in the country. Which, obviously those are current statistics that could change. But you understand where we're sitting at. And to make matters more interesting. And why this is such a dire need for Louisville. Because it goes hand in hand with not allowing Indiana to create their own tempo. But to make matters more interesting. To make them more significant, you look at what Indiana has done defensively. 17.4% allowed conversion rate for the Hoosiers through the first two games. That's fourth in the country. Granted, we talk about they played Indiana State week two. Ohio State's offense didn't necessarily play all that well. You say what you want, but that honestly kind of makes Lowell's offensive numbers look worse because you are this bad at third down and... You, one of those games was against Murray State, and the other game was against Georgia Tech. And no disrespect to the Yellow Jackets, but you scored 39 points on Georgia Tech. So you were doing really well when you were moving the sticks early in series. But when once you got to that third down, um, there were instances to where Louisville didn't necessarily look comfortable offensively. Players dropping the ball, Jack Plummer hesitating on his reads, um, trying to force the issue, throwing behind the receivers, whatever may have you. I think it's a perfect storm of a handful of different issues that have combined together to form this ugly number. But um, we'll see how it goes. Now, granted, Louisville is 24th in the country on 4th down conversion. So if it doesn't work on 3rd, go for it on 4th, I suppose. Uh, they're 80% 4th down conversion on the season. Um, And obviously, that's a pretty small sample size, but, and some of those were against um, Murray State as well. And you could say that, hey, look, some of these statistics were when the backup quarterbacks were in for the Cardinals last week. Okay, I'll accept that, but let's not act like it wasn't an issue in the game against Georgia Tech. If things were solid against Tech and Louisville won by 25 points and you fast forward to the Murray State game in second half, it wasn't as sharp because the backup quarterback struggled. We live with that. I mean, that is what it is. I mean, it comes with the territory of blowing teams out. But it is an issue. It is something that is critical. And I think number one and two, like I said, could almost be in the same section However, I think that third down offense is so critical to the outcome of this game that I'm willing to put it as its own key to the contest because I do feel like um, there's going to be a direct association with how successful Wolves' offense is with the third down conversion rate. Now, granted, This could be a moot point, and Louisville could score like they did against Syracuse in 2016 to where they score on the opening play of the drive. They score pretty quickly after that. They score pretty quickly after that, and they score pretty quickly after that. Um, Sure, I mean, you could put up 50 points and win by 30, and third downs don't really matter. But I mean, I think that this game is going to be a lot bigger of a test for the Cardinals than people are giving credit for. Um, do I think that Indiana is going to win this game? I don't. I mean, I do think that Louisville is going to win, but this is going to be a solid test. I think that it's a respectable test, that if you don't handle business like you did in the second half of Georgia Tech, then things will end up like the first half against Georgia Tech to where you're like, uh-oh, we got to do something different. Hopefully that's not the case in the first half and Louisville is sharp from start to finish, and we hope that that's not going to be an issue, right? But that's just something to focus on here is I think that if Louisville puts up the points like we know they can. I mean, they have had they've scored over 39 in the first two games. If they are able to score the points, even if Louisville's defense struggles here and there, I still think you're looking at situations to where we probably wins this game comfortably. I think that you're circling the offense here. I know that there's going to be a lot of focus on the defense and rightfully so, because week one, there wasn't, I mean, there was room for optimism for sure, but there was also some concerns that left people with sort of a sour taste in their mouth. Right? So I'm looking at this game and I'm wondering, okay, if what offense can handle business, if they can move down the field, If they can find the end zone and not come up empty-handed when they get into the red zone, then I think it's going to be tough for Indiana's offense to go score for score. Unless you do what you did in the second quarter against Georgia Tech and essentially allow them to move the ball down the field at will and score 28 points in one quarter alone. Now, that would be a failure. And... At that point, your offense can score 40 points and you're still not feeling comfortable. However, I I like to think that the defense is going to improve. Um, And it's going to have to improve, although that I think Indiana's offense. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the offense for Indiana, I mean, week one, obviously, they didn't really do anything against Ohio State. I mean, they had three points and Ohio State has a pretty solid defense. I get it. But I mean, they had 153 total yards. They were four for 15 on third down, 82 yards in the air, 71 on the ground. Um, And then, I mean, Indiana State, it is what it is. I mean, they did win 41 to seven. Taven Jackson essentially secured the starting spot. They had almost 600 total yards of offense. They threw the ball over the field. They ran the ball over the field. Not much they did wrong in that game, but – I think that this is obviously a different offense. I think that this will be the best offense that they've seen up until this point because of the issues that Ohio State had at quarterback and the lack of cohesion for the Buckeyes in that opening game. Um, I think that it's going to be a pretty balanced crowd between Louisville and Indiana. I think that Louisville is going to bring a good amount of fans up I-65 North and obviously Indiana fans are going to travel as well, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Louisville win this game in blowout fashion, but that's to be said that you still got to handle business. So I now want to flip the script over to the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Lucas is one of the most dynamic running backs that the Cardinals will see all season long. We'll talk about why limiting him and the big plays from the Indiana offense is such a critical key for this game against the um, Indiana Hoosiers. We'll do that here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers getting get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a measly $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over unders, and much, much more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Okay. Heading on into the final segment of the show. We just talked about the offensive keys to the game for the first two segments. Now we are talking about the defensive keys to the game for overall general terms you could say that um, limiting the big plays from the Indiana offense is going to be key obviously that's key to not have a repeat of what happened in the second quarter of week one I think that if you force Indiana to essentially move down the field and earn first downs and not just get chunk yardage um, then you're putting them in a tough situation, you're forcing them to beat you over and over and over again. And if your offense is scoring like we think they can score, well, then it's going to be tough for Indiana to stay involved. We saw against Georgia Tech in that second quarter, they gave up big plays. On that last offensive drive for Tech in the fourth quarter, they gave up big plays defensively, and it hurt Louisville. And it put them in a very, very tough spot. That's got to be almost the first I guess you could say like this is like the key and then the subsection is limiting Jalen Lucas. But I think that if you limit Jalen Lucas, I think that um, it's going to play a big role in limiting the offense as a whole. I mean, he didn't have the greatest game against Ohio State, 11 carries for 21, 24 yards. That's literally like 2.2 yards a carry, but he had a good game against. Indiana State, 10 for 88 with two touchdowns, four receptions, 439 yards. Um, The native of Louisiana was a great kickoff returner um, a year ago. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, he was a great kickoff returner a year ago. He had two kickoff returns for touchdowns, uh, 591 yards on 22 attempts. Uh, He played a pretty solid little role last year, 21 carries, 112 yards, and two touchdowns, but this year – He is, I'm sorry, 49 carries, 271 yards and two touchdowns. Last year, he has 21 for 112 and two touchdowns this year while averaging just over five yards a carry. Again, he is obviously the feature back for the Hoosiers. He's getting more opportunities. And with his speed, with his agility, you look at the statistics and say, well, I mean, that's what you're worried about. If you let him do what he can do, yes, that is exactly what I'm worried about because uh, Lucas is extremely fast. He's extremely quick with the ball in his hands. If you allow him to get to the outside, bad things can happen for your defense Uh, with his speed. The last thing you want to do is allow him to run rampant through the second level of the defense and break off big-time runs because I think that that's the first key into limiting the big-time plays is making sure you limit what Jalen Lucas can do, not only as a running back but also as a receiver out of the backfield For the Hoosiers, they've lined him up wide at times, uh, or they've lined him out wide at times, I should say. And that's something that it's going to take a lot of discipline from this Louisville defensive front seven, but also the secondary as well. Um, Assuming he does get through these holes, you have to make sure that he doesn't get into the open area because if that's the case, then he may turn it into a house call so um I mean yeah you can make it to where limiting big time plays big yardage plays is going to be the key for Louisville but I think more specifically if you're able to keep Jalen Lucas in check not allow him to do too much for the Hoosiers rushing attack you force Taven Jackson then to beat you through the air and um you know I think that Obviously, Ohio State really, really took care of the Indiana offense. If Lowell's defense can be at the very least serviceable, then Lowell should end up winning this game, and they probably could do so by covering the spread. But they won't be able to do that unless they sustain and finish drives on offense, convert on third down, and maintain their tempo, and limit Jalen Lucas and and the Ohio State and the Indiana offense in terms of big plays. So... Um, that kickoff 12 noon in less than 24 hours at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's going to wrap up this week's coverage of the Locked on the Wobble podcast. Be sure to stay tuned to the post-gra- 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 post-game recap, review, and much more on next week's episodes of the show.